Another Friday, it is the 14th of January, the year 2022, The Urban Law Show. Myself, Leslie Peters, with the man, Charles Urban, and our wonderful master producer will be here shortly, and Kennedy Harrison. Charles, what's going on today, man? Oh, happy Friday, man. The weather's nice, and uh, I don't know how long it's going to stay nice, but uh, we'll take it as it comes. Well, I can tell you I'm sending rain your way. Yeah, yeah. I'm sending rain your way. Um, probably around Sunday. Uh, it hasn't made it here yet, but it's it's, 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 it's here. And yeah. so it'll probably be raining some, uh, probably at some point during our broadcast. But uh, enjoy your day because I'm sending you away. <laughs> yeah. Well, the day is coming to an end right now, so, you know. We'll see how we. Oh, you eat. you probably still got a good day tomorrow, uh, for the most part of it, and then you know I send it. I send it on the. I don't know about got that. One more good day. I don't know about that because it's already very overcast. Oh well, never mind. Your your, your time is up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into anything serious, man, just just recap us. How was your week? Give us give us give us some inspiration. Uh. Give us oh, it's been a good week overall. I mean, you know, the work has been the work and uh, just kind of ducking and dodging Omicron. I mean, the numbers in Mississippi are alarmingly high. I think I know the NAACP has gone through and canceled some events uh, just to try to cut down on spread uh, with the holiday coming up Monday. Um that's where we are you know you take the positives but you have to be aware of the pandemic it is still with us and it's still blazing hot right now it is definitely still with us and and i always like to remind people that you know the pandemic <laughs> corona is still here i mean you know you know it got it's brought us cousins and now we into the third third cousins as they say, but it, it's the family unit corona is still very much present. Very much so. You know, I think I think if I may, I think one of the challenges with the Omicron is for people that are from people I've talked to, and I, I can't certainly say for everybody, I haven't talked to everybody, but for people that I've talked to that's contracted the virus and Omicron that's been vaccinated, and so you know, for the most part, it's been like, you know cold, a few symptoms, and then they recover. And then some people have been totally asymptomatic. And so I think that's caused some apathy because it's been much milder than Delta was or Alpha. So I, do you think that could be causing even more apathy or, or kind of relaxed behavior among people? I think that and the duration of the pandemic. Um, you know, you've asked people to change their behavior for an extensive period of time. So, good evening, Antonio. So, I mean, people tend to revert back. I mean, it's no different than New Year's resolutions. You know, the gym is full for the first 10 days. <laughs> but, you know, right now, <laughs> after that, it's back to it's back to whatever you were doing. <laughs> it's amazing how that happens right yeah so i mean you know you ask people to wear masks and sanitize and wash their hands which jokers should be washing their hands anyway uh but you know people have kind of gone away from wearing masks and they're not factoring in that this is a different this is a different virus hey kennedy hey everybody hey, master producer yeah. Right so, you know, it's different in in that uh Omicron spreads really, really fast. 
And so if you're not doing the things that were asked of you in the beginning, uh, we're in the middle now and the, the parameters have changed. And I would disagree with you slightly because I've gotten reports of people who have been vaccinated and they're on oxygen. Mm. Not doing so well. So, you know, there's that. It affects it, it affects different host bodies differently. Yeah. And my biggest concern, and I keep telling you this, my biggest concern in 2022 is people not taking Omicron COVID as serious as they should, and they let another killer variant jump up on us. Yes. It's already one of, if I thought, if I'm not mistaken, flu Rona. I think that's an actual thing. It is. But I'm just saying, we haven't seen the mass numbers from it yet. Mm, Okay. By the time we start to see those numbers, it's too late. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, that is true. By by the time you get to the point where you're seeing numbers, it's, it's too late to recover from it at that point. Yeah. So, Kennedy, how was your week? My week was actually very productive. I had a very great first week of classes. So, it was great. I enjoyed it. Classes was pretty good. Don't you think Dr. Irving's class was great? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the focus is not quite where I want it to be. But, you know, that'll come. (laughs) (laughs) Did he already tell you, Mr. Peters, about our class? He did not tell me. So, you're going to have to tell me about that one. Kennedy we is did. back in my class since it's been it's been a long time. Last spring, yeah. I think. Last mm-hmm. spring or last fall, maybe. I can't remember. It's been a while though. Okay. Uh, and she is now in my one of my upper level classes. And it's a little bit different than an intro class. It's not a bad for me. It's just for the other students. I think they're just kind of shocked. They was like, dang, he's usually nicer. I was like, it's just, you know, it's a, a more upper level class because he's serious about the LSAT, y'all. That's it. But then today, they kept on asking about class when he said, I'll see y'all Monday <laughs> in the group meeting. And it was like, well, I joined on the link. I said, there's no class. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it sleep. was? I'm gonna tell you what it was. He hit him so hard that they didn't trust that he was giving them the day off, and so I, it's like, no, nah, that's that's a trick. That's a trick. It really, no, it really, Mr. Peters, it really was because he got on, and I guess some people were late, and he was just like, no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he was like, y'all faces are supposed to be on, but I'm gonna let y'all slide and give y'all a pass. We only got like one week of virtual left. That's literally. Like, he was just saying. I was like, oh wow. Hey, I mean, I I get it. I get it. I so it. so Leslie, for context, this is the class that, that is the gateway to law school, which is okay. professional yeah. school, which is a whole different step than undergrad. That is true. And having lived through that experience 20, 22 years ago. <laughs> I want them to be prepared for what they are stepping into because it is very, 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 I can't, it's exponentially different than undergraduate. And so your minds have to be right. Your hearts have to be right. Your character has to be right. You can't have, you can't have any, any uh, weaknesses because those weaknesses become liabilities when you get to professional school setting, whether it's law school, B school, um, you know, PhD, whatever, whatever, masters, whatever, whatever those professional schools that you're going to are, they will expose you. It's no different than getting to play college basketball and not being able to dribble with your left hand. Yeah. 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 Very true. Very I mean, true. look, it's true. I mean, and and you know, I'm laughing because. Because I had a student tell me once, like, do you have a twin? Because you, you you really, like, don't act like the same professor I had for the last two classes. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> you know, well, you had an intro to business class, and now we have a management uh, marketing class, which is totally different. 
So now the expectation is different because now we're getting into what I call, and Charles know I use the term not revenue direct revenue ties. So in the course of the case of law school, this is direct revenue ties because it's directly tied to your admission into where you're trying to get your next destination. And he's already done it. And so there's an easier path and there's a hard path. Yes, sir. Prepare you to be able to take the easier path. That's right. Because Jackson State, Jackson State prepared me for a lot of things. I I told people this. I still tell people this. Uh, however, there are certain things that you need just a little bit more seasoning on before you step on a law school campus. Because if you haven't been exposed to them, they will expose you. Yeah, and it's, and it's really small things. Yeah, it is. So, did you guys already? Um, did you? Can I go ahead and slide in since we're talking about exposing? It's this one thing that I really wanted to talk about that was a part of the icebreaker. It was called. I already told Doctor Irvin, but I was able to tell you, Mister Peters, it's really good. Everyone, it's a docu series on Netflix called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. And it exposed um, how basically, so I really don't want to tell the whole thing, but basically it was these, these two road chemists in Massachusetts. It was like on the city side and it was on the rural side. And so um, basically they were doing, uh, it was called blabbing, but they would grab like 10, like 10, 15 cases and only test one. One girl did, did this. She would only test one case for drugs. And um, some of it would be tested like table salt. And they, she, they finally caught on to her. And she got she had to serve no later than um, no more than three years, but no less than uh, no less than three years, but no more than five. And then it was another chemist on the other side of Massachusetts that did the same exact thing. But she was also getting high on the job. And she was also. Yes. And whenever they would seize like seize big drugs, Mr. Peters, she would make her own crack in the lab. And prosecutors were trying to hide on both sides, like both sides of Massachusetts, because um, prosecutors were trying to hide evidence. And because of them, they had to um, dismiss at least 30,000 cases in the state of Massachusetts. They had to take it all the way to the state Supreme Court. But it's really, really good. It's even more into it. But since we're just talking about exposing, I really wanted to put that out there. That's a nice four-episode docuseries I think everybody should watch. I was just like, wow. They really, like... <laughs> Almost got away with it. If it wasn't for just a defense a defense attorney that just wanted to do his due diligence. Well, what I would say is where there is smoke, there is mm -hmm. probably fire. That's right. That's right. So Kennedy, give them the name of the Netflix series again so that it is called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. I'm gonna put it in the comments too. All right, how to fix a drug. A drug scandal, right? Is, is that on Netflix? Yes, sir. It's like every episode, it's just four, like it's a four-part uh, docu-series whatever, and it's like maybe 45 minutes to an hour. But I was really on the edge of my seat like this. I can't believe this is happening right now. Yeah. Well, that's a good deal. I, so, Kennedy, um, remember, after the show, I need to talk to you about something. So, uh, yes, sir. And then... I got something to say. So after last week, guys, we, we, we ended up just having a candid conversation, Kennedy. We definitely miss you. Uh, but we, we started talking about credit, and I was just giving some information. And uh, I've been getting hit all week with just, just, just questions about different things and different things. So what we decided, I would take a few minutes just to cover one micro topic um, each show, just to give some education out there. These are just freebies. And, and then soon I'll be working with Kennedy and we're going to put together a free credit 101 webinar um, that will be coming. We're planning in January, it'll be launching the first week of February and we'll conduct that one. And so it's going to be free. You just have to register and sign up. We'll let you know when that, when that is up and it comes live. We're only taking an X amount of people. So when you see it, go ahead and register because you know how free goes. They register fast. <laughs> and then we'll break down all the basics and everything you need. And I'll start with saying this. Everything we do, I always say this, everything we do, there's nothing that I do that you can't do yourself. You can park your own car, too. It's just the convenience of having somebody do it or somebody that's going to do all the research and understand it that can do it more effectively. I could technically produce, do my own TikTok video. <laughs> it's just going to take me about three days 
Well, my daughter can do it in about 30 seconds, so I'm just. Yeah, but you yeah. know, you could you could technically do your own brain surgery. You could. And you could technically represent yourself in the club of <laughs> Yes, you okay. can. But we know, if we look at the data on how that works out, we. we, we Not well. Not well. <laughs> so I wanted to hit this topic because I think this is. This is a big one, so it came up twice. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cover it. I'm gonna share uh, share this with everybody because I want to see a Peter's TikTok. Me too, Mr. Bimmer. Me too. <laughs> so people always ask, what is the difference between FICO and Vantage Score? I'm just gonna go over five differences you should understand. Now, when you know when you, when you do well before you, before you do that, okay, give everybody the definition of each one of those because a lot of us, myself included, have, too, as well. have really on the herd of FICO. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't even know the name of that acronym either. Okay, so <laughs> FICO, which you probably heard about, it was created and founded by two guys, uh, Bill Fair and Earl Isaac. That's a mathematician and a data scientist. They were not bankers. <laughs> they were mathematician and data scientists. And they created basically what we what is the algorithm that produces your score based on the data that's put into the algorithm. All right, stop right there because you you about to go off the deep end again. <laughs> the algorithm is an algorithm is a formula that's plugged into a computer that does a calculation once you put data in. So, so a bunch of numbers mashed together. Right. So just imagine a calculator. A calculator is an algorithm. Then based on what keys you punch on the calculator, it computes an answer for you. So that's 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 so you're saying saying in essence that they equated a number to different categories and then they mash all that stuff together to come up with the sauce that creates a FICO. (laughs) That's right. And what they what the whole point of that was was to create a prediction on your likelihood to right now tell kennedy what fico actually means because uh like her when you started when you first brought this idea i'm like what i don't even i don't even know fico i just check my credit score on my app and it says fico but (laughs) (laughs) so fico stands for fair isaac corporation um, and it comes from the name of the two guys, Bill Fair and Earl Isaac. I thought it was something really important. It's just them. <laughs> now, it was short, it, you know, and so it used to actually, people say the whole name and then it got short in the FICO. Hmm. Vantage score, which is the other score, which is the score you're going to see when you check your own credit. It's the score um, that you're going to see on anything other than FICO because you have to specifically pull FICO it costs a lot more, and most people don't have any idea how to read it because it's not as intuitive. So you really have to understand what you're looking at. But Vantage score is what you're looking at when you look at your credit karma, which is not even a score. It's just an estimation. They have their own system, their own formula, which they try to estimate and predict your score, but that's not really your score. That's why you need to check from a, a true credit score scores and I'll talk about that a little bit later. So so if so I'm I'm stopping you along the way and asking questions that pop in my head because I think all of this is super important. So FICO is the real. Correct? Well, they're both real, but FICO is the official one. Yes. FICO yes. is what the bank is gonna pull. Okay, so that's official. Vantage is vanity. That's kind of an estimation of how pretty you are. Uh, well, yeah, Vantage is an educational school. Okay, so right. if education was beauty, then how pretty you are. Exactly, you know. Yeah. Now, I, I, I here's what people... Go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. So, um, he, so, well, like, if you're trying to, let's say, rent an apartment, will, like, the landlord pull your FICO score then? Or is that yes. completely different? Okay, okay. Your FICO score. Mm-hmm. Now, for another day, there's, there's, there's a lot of variations of the FICO score. So we, we can't go in that today. That's another thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. But what people don't realize about the Vantage School 
This is when you check your own credit for any reputable source. You're going to get your vantage score. Even the credit card was a prediction of your vantage score. The vantage score is a result of collaboration between Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Now, who are those people? I know. I know you, that was going to catch people off board there. <laughs> so the three credit bureaus that are responsible for all of your data that is plugged in the algorithm, they created the Vantage School. That's a creation of the collaboration between the three of them. So, okay. that's so, tell, so tell me if I'm right, and I could be totally wrong, but there is a benefit to those three credit bureaus of you messing with uh, Credit Karma or any other one that gives you Vantage score because they know when you're doing it and they can plug in other information, correct or not? Yes. So it's not that the so it's not that the Vantage score is bad when you pull it from a true source because you're not going to get all the ads. The reason why I'm not a fan of Credit Karma, Credit Karma doesn't charge you a fee. You know you pull it from a true source if they charge you a fee. The credit karma didn't charge you a fee because they make their money from all the credit card companies. So the reason why the credit card companies pay them a lot of money is to get access to you checking your credit and what you're doing, and then they put stuff in front of you to say, you qualify for this, apply now, you qualify for this. Every time you click on anything at credit karma, credit karma is getting it. All right. I didn't mean to pull you away from what you were saying, but I knew somebody had to be benefiting from that. Yeah, yeah. So, and of course, the bureau's customers are the banks. So they're not you. So that's why they're not friendly to us because we don't pay them anything. So they don't really, they're not, that's why I have to fight with them so much. Now, yeah. that's that. The, the, the differences I want to talk about is they have different scoring models. So that's why... If you look at your Vantage score, it might say one thing and you pull your FICO score and it says something totally different. And that's because the way they score is totally different. They, they put different weight on different things. They all score on the same five categories, which is payment history, length of credit, types of credit, credit usage, and inquiry. They both use those same five, five, same five criteria However, the weight that they put on each one is very different. And so that's that's what I want to highlight. And that's the part that confuses people. So for, for example, both, here's an example here, both FICO and the Vantage score, issue scores ranging from 300 to 850. That was a change. In the past, FICO score, Vantage scores went up to 990. Oh. They changed it in recent years to make it parallel to the FICO score because that was really confusing people. People like, I got a 925. Then you look at FICO score and you got a six something. You're right. <laughs> so that, that's the difference. Um, the Vantage scores in America rankings now match FICO and that wasn't all the case. So that was one of the big changes I think about two years ago. The other thing they do differently is they, they have a variance in the scoring requirements, which is what I talked about. So, for example, the way they treat student loans, FICO has a much higher rating on student loans than Vantage does, but they have different ratings on auto loan and mortgage. So that's the value of weight that they have. So say, for example, if and, and I'll break down what those exact rates are in another time, but let's say Vantage weighs your student loan debt at 20% and FICO weighs it at 12%. That means in that category, if your student loan debt is higher, Vantage is gonna score you lower, FICO is gonna score you higher. Um, some cases they might not even consider student loan. So all of that, that's what gives you the variances in your scores and why your scores don't match is because they weigh things differently. Late payments, they weigh late payments differently. And and I'll, um, I'm i gonna have to provide this document because I really, it, I'm giving you highlights because to go into this is it, much deeper, but they have, the way they weigh uh, late payments is very different. And then the next thing that they do differently 
Uh, so FICO uses a 45-day span uh, for credit inquiries. So let's say you duplicate credit inquiries. So let's say you're buying a car. You know how they have it out. You go to the car lot, they check your credit. They send that out to a bunch of banks, and they all pull your credit. So you got a bunch of inquiries on your, on your uh, account. FICO will look at a 45-day span, and if you have any duplications, it only counts against you once. One time. For FICO. Yes. Vantage is different. So those are some of the things that you just have to have to know and understand. That's why your credit score will always be different between the two. So right. once you know the differences, you can look at your Vantage score and have a pretty good idea of what your FICO is. But you, without knowing what they do differently, there's no way you'll ever know. And so that prevents you from going somewhere thinking, I got great credit. And they pull your credit and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> right. Because um, that vantage score is usually not. It's usually higher. It's higher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's usually higher. And so um, FICO, like, here's what another, like, FICO would ignore all collections where the original balance is under 100. And it does not. Mm -hmm. So it just really depends on your credit report and what your activity is and how much this weighs and that weighs. But those are the differences. They're, 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 they are real scores, but they're very different in terms of how they're calculated. And so I just wanted to kind of at least give some people the basics to understand advantage is a creation of the three bureaus. And often, in most cases, there are some cases where it, it will be reversed. But in most people's cases, your advantage score is going to be higher. Okay, so I have a question, Mr. Peters. Mm -hmm. You said they're both real scores. Well, yeah, yeah, they're they're both real. So I can go get a car loan with a Vantage score? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> the, remember, Vantage is for education purposes only. Okay, so that's, that's what I was getting at because a lot of people show up at the bank with the Vantage score and they come out of there with the head down because they hadn't they hadn't checked the FICO. The vantage score can't get you no money. <laughs> okay, so that's the part that's the part our listeners need to know. Yeah, and so that's why when you come to classes and we break this down and you understand it, you'll understand. And we try to teach understanding the differences so you move differently. So you know, okay, look, FICO, FICO judges that harsher so you have you can't you can't do that you've got to button this up man and so we work out those principles because we know the difference so we're going to teach you to do the behavior that's going to reward you in fico the hardest thing the thing that takes time to do is obviously pay debt down we all if you're college educated we all have student loans but there's some things you can do to make sure you get the optimized point value that you can get. Like never letting your student loan be a default. There are programs out there keeping them in good standing, staying out of default. Um, defaults will kill you in FICO. It doesn't hurt you as much in Vantage, mm -hmm. but it's gonna kill you in FICO. So those things, um, but when you go to a bank or you apply for any loan or job, when they check in your credit, they will always pull the FICO score. Okay. Vantage score is for people to educate you. And the reason why it was created, FICO score is expensive. The Vantage score is a much more affordable score so people can afford to pull their credit and check it. Yeah. Vantage okay. score costs you $20 a month. You got a plan to do Vantage score. FICO score can cost you $70, $80 every time you pull it. So, like, um, since mine is with my bank, do I really, am I really paying anything? Like, it's on the Bank of America app. Like my FICO score. So are you still paying somehow, some way? Well, the bank the bank is paying, but you're a customer of the bank, so they're providing. So that's why. Okay, okay. I just want to know. Let me ask you another question. It's not related to this, I don't think, but I saw a commercial for it. What is Experian Boost? What is that? So Experian, I mean, it's a product that they created to basically boost your credit score based on certain criteria. Now, it's not going to boost everybody. So you got to redefine print and see what it actually does. Um, so based on your situation, it may boost your score. 
Mm-hmm. And there's some other things that it can consider. It can consider, like, if you don't have a mortgage and you rent, then there you can get a statement from your landlord showing your payment history that can be included. There's some other things. But it, it will tell you exactly what Boost does if you go on the website. And then if you are in good standing in those areas, then Boost will help you. If you're not in good standing in those areas, you, you won't have a boost. Okay. You're going to have a push in the wrong direction. <laughs> gotcha. So, you know, but from on average, what I've seen, like for me, for example, I can just take myself. My FICO score runs about, on average, about 35 to 40 points uh, higher. My Vantage score runs about 35 to 40 points higher than my FICO. So that, that, you know, and I know that, and I know why it does that. So I move in a way to, to always protect that. But that, that's just what I wanted people to know. Because most people don't know what it is. Like, what's a, what's, what's a vanish score? That's my credit score. That's, no, that's not what the bank is going to do. You got that. Once you've worked on your credit, you get to a point, then you go pull a FICO. And you'll know if you pull the FICO. Because if your bank is not providing for you, you pull the FICO, it costs you. Mm-hmm. If you go pull your own FICO score, there's no way you can get it for free. And then here's the other thing I want to clear up. Yes, you can go to annualreport.com and get a free credit report once a year. That credit report will not have your score. Hmm. So we do have a question, Mr. Peters, from Mr. Pittman. He says, so where do I get the Vantage score? The Vantage score is on, on every service you use to pull your credit. Uh, there's, there's tons of them out there. They all use the Vantage score because that's what's used for educational purposes. Um, so you're saying like if you're thinking about getting a mortgage or you're thinking about getting a car loan, the sites that ask you questions and then send you back a number. Yeah, or even if you go to like a site like Smart Credit or if you go to, uh, I don't know, uh, Identity Secure, any of those credit they use the Vantage score. Now, some of them also have the option where you can pull FICO. It's much higher, much more expensive. So, for example, for like in, in our program, my credit restoration program, we use your Vantage score because it's affordable. That's all we need to work with you to improve your score because we know how to read it and we understand it. And that's what we use for educational purposes because it keeps it affordable and people can afford the services. Then once we get you to a certain point, then we have you go out and roll your FICO to see what's stand there. But most people can't afford to run FICO while they're going through the process because of just the price tag alone. Right. That makes sense. So even, even in our service, we're using Vantage to educate on the front end. And then once you get ready, get some things cleared up, get some, get some educational points under your belt. Then you pull your FICO. Absolutely, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a link uh, in the chat too if you want to go. And any good like the one we use, and any good one will also have identity and fraud theft protection and a lot of other good services. I use the one that we use in our program for our clients because it has a lot of other features that I even use. Uh, the money manager, um, all kind of education features that helps you do a better job of managing your money. So I'll put that link. But that will give you your three bureaus. If you notice, if you go to Credit Karma or Credit Sesame, you only get two. It's only pulling, predicting what your TransUnion and what your Equifax score is. It will never give you all three bureaus. Okay. Uh, we have another question, too, from Mr. Pimmy says, so if I have a good credit, do I need to be concerned about Vantage? Always, because how do you know you have good? I mean, if... It still tells you what your credit is and give you an idea of what your credit. What you're looking at with the Vantage score is because you can detail the information to look specifically at the activity. Most people get tied up in the score, but when we're working with you, we're looking at what the actual data says. How many days were you late? How many, you know, what that's because that's what's depicting the score. The score is just a caveat of the data that's put in the system. So I'm really trying to correct the data. So yes. You should always keep monitoring. You should always know your vantage score. And then periodically a year or so, you should check your bank. Or you may want to check with your bank first. They may provide that for you uh, as part of your account. 
most people have it and don't even know they have it. Very good. Yeah, Mr. Very Peters, good. Yes. Very informational. So back to the Kennedy, back to you, but I just did want to give that education about Bandage and FICO because most people have no idea. And like Charles says, they take, they go print out. I've had people even do it. They print out they Bandage score. We had this happen to us one time because you know you can you somebody was trying to finance their legal services. And they pulled in a report and brought in a, and it was sent to me. They they credit score said, I got good credit. Why don't I get denied? It was the advantage school. Mm -hmm. And it actually wasn't good. <laughs> 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 but but it, it was they didn't understand that it was gonna be a much different difference in that and that for credit, they just need to fight and they didn't understand how to read the differences. So just didn't want people to get embarrassed to go out there uh, and not understand the difference between the two. Yes, and guys, this is just a little snippet. It will be happening in the beginning of February, everyone, so please stay tuned. Yeah. Very great, Mr. Peters. Thank you. Informing no me about a lot of stuff that I didn't know. I got to work on my credit, too, so. <laughs> credit is a constant working on thing. Even if you have good credit, you, you want to keep it. So it's the thing you constantly work on because what people don't realize, perfect credit score is 850. The higher wow. your credit score is, the less tolerance they have for mistakes. So if you got a perfect credit score and you have a late payment, it's about to knock you about 80 to 100 points. Dang. Really? Yes, yes ma'am. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Really adulting right now. Too much adulting going on. I'm still trying to <laughs> have fun. <laughs> I can only... Yeah, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, but you know what? You would be the ideal candidate because college campuses are notorious for credit card applications. And mm -hmm. understanding your credit and knowing how to navigate that space will save you a lot in the long run when you really get down to adulting and all those free credit cards with the perks come back to bite you when you need to buy a car or get a mortgage or Mm -hmm. um insurance you know different things that they're going to put a credit score to for they because they're looking at your likelihood to pay them on time yeah i have one credit card my dad like once in my sophomore year he said we really need to get you a credit card to build on your credit so you don't kind of be like how i was when i was in college i couldn't really try it because i had to build up my credit so that's why he wanted me to get it but i only use my credit well over break i was using a little bit more for what i was supposed to use it for but i pay it off but I just use it for like gas and groceries while I'm in college. Like that's really it, and just pay it off. Yeah, that's all. You got to know when to pay it off and how to pay it off. Yeah, in order to get the maximum benefit from that. There, Leslie can clue you in on that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's listen. I tell somebody you you go to the gas station when you're in college and you're hungry at two in the morning. That 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 one soda you bought that you're gonna be paying for for the next twenty years. <laughs> And one soda that that's, that costs less than two dollars. By the time you get through paying for it, it's gonna cost you about six, seven hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, my credit score is doing pretty good though. But like I said, everyone, this is just a little snippet of what will be happening early February. So please stay tuned. Um, the other stuff that I have on my agenda today, which is some good, lighthearted stuff. Um, one of them was, um, in the past shows, I don't know if you guys, it was not the past shows, but um, just uh. In the past news within Jackson News, recently the like U.S. Attorney's Office, FBI, things of that such, higher federal uh, governments are really trying to work with uh, Jackson police to break down hard on crime. Um, and really, it's this one um, community service, well, community organization called Strong, Strong Arms of Jackson, and they're trying to tackle violence within, uh, like, basically um, just understanding the youth in Jackson, which I think is really great. Um, I've been learning in these, like a lot of my classes, because I have a minor in criminal justice right now. I'll be completed this spring. Um, but uh, how can I say this? Having a crime, like a criminal mentality of things of that nature, or like juvenile delinquency, that doesn't just happen overnight. It happens over time, which is why I really wanted to shed highlight on this community organization, because if you tackle the problem ahead, it won't cause, you know, it won't cause delinquency, if we're being honest. I had to learn this in my classes that I took this past semester called juvenile justice. And I it really opened my eyes and brought my eyes to a lot of things. Um and 
really, if we're being honest, and I feel hopefully it will improve in Jackson with the youth, it's just, it starts with the foundation, you know, your upbringing, also your schooling, things of that nature. So shout out to the strong arms of Jackson for really just trying to work on that, really getting connected with the youth in um, Jackson. Um, another thing that I thought was really nice was also um, a Keith French, who was a Tiger alumnus, he paired up with Ricky Robinson, who's a Jackson native, and he donated and created uniforms for Jim Hill High School boys and girls basketball team. And Robinson has also made, you know, paraphernalia and stuff like that for Deion Sanders. So I thought that was really good as well. Just I wanted to highlight that. And just the last thing I did want to highlight, and which is very important, I have to pull up on my phone because I literally just saw it this morning. I don't know if you guys know, but well, Mr. Uh, Dr. Irvin, I don't know if you really heard about it, but 18-year-old Raven Coleman was shot and killed yesterday at Ellis Avenue Plaza while stopping to pay a bill at T-Mobile. Hmm. Right up the street from school. Yeah. And I just I just saw it this morning. And I, so I, I, I thought some prayers about her, but now I hope people are really starting to understand. I guess as I've grown with my, like as I've been here in Jackson State, I'm getting more and more in my major. I realize the importance of politics, but not only that, I realize the importance of community while being here at Jackson State. Yeah, you're part of you're part of something that's much larger, much more dynamic, much more diverse. And <clears throat> whether it's talked about or not, you have issues with poverty, you have issues with crime, you have issues with race, you have issues with the type of policing the methods, the tactics, uh, all of that, you know, depending on which area of town you are in. Um, that doesn't mean the police are bad. It doesn't mean the police are good. It doesn't mean that they're not doing their job or are doing their job. Uh, you have issues larger than just policing to think about before you can diagnose what's going on in the community, especially in the communities that surround Jackson State, because you have a d diverse uh, groupings that surround Jackson State. And so, you know, I think kudos to the group that you're discussing, but there are also many other groups that have connections, uh, especially to the youth. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Pittman was just asking questions about his credit, but uh, the three of us and uh, Dr. Abram have a, a nonprofit that's connected to the youth, Building Professionals Group trying to address those same systemic issues. So that's, in, in my estimation, that's how you curb some of this stuff is to uh, expose the youth to a different dynamic. I completely agree. I think you're absolutely right. And I think the reality also is, you know, you, you hit it. You have to, and we have to have, uh, Ms. Pittman and Dr. Abram on to really talk about the process for for really engaging the community and for really getting the buy-in, and it doesn't happen overnight. Um, no. Yeah. Why why BPG has found some success? Why other organizations similar have found some success? But it's really about consistency, and I'm talking about particularly early on consistency when it seems like nobody is buying. And yeah. that's, you know, we'll have to get them on to really talk about that and go more in depth with that. But that is going to take all of us doing our part. And uh, and particularly you guys coming up, doing your part to pay it forward by engaging. Because not everybody has people around them that move them to in a positive direction. Yes. Right. And college makes you like realize that that's why I said over the past couple of months and really just as I've grown here at Jackson State, it just made me realize, you know, it really starts with a childhood's upbringing, the foundation, but not only that, just exposing them to different things. And when I took um, that juvenile justice class last semester, it really did open my eyes to a lot of things. And, you know, everybody's situation is different. And, you know, so don't be so quick to judge, but hopefully, we will see progress soon. Like I said, um, you know, the FBI, U.S. attorney, like a lot of federal agent governments have been trying to work with Jackson police to tackle this issue. Um, Jackson, Jackson police was also awarded a $500,000 grant not, not too long ago as well. So hopefully we'll get some type of issues going on. And we also have a new, uh, um, uh, oh my gosh, Mr. Um, I'm at a loss for words right now. 
Sure. Not a, yes, sorry. We just have to debate for that. Not this past. <laughs> yes. So, yes. And also, I wanted to ask um, Dr. Urban to inform the public and also just keep them aware of midterm elections and how important they are. Everyone, they are coming up. So can you give them a little two-minute spill, Professor Urban, Dr. Urban? Sure. I mean, this is the ball game, ladies and gentlemen. If if the Democrats are unseated in, uh, in the midterm elections, you can expect rollbacks in every area of progress, whether that's uh, contributing to the economic disparity in the Black community, whether that's uh, focusing with the laser in limiting your voting rights, which they're already doing. Uh, it is now uh, law in Georgia that it is a felony to provide water to people who are standing in line for long periods of time. So you can get arrested for that. These are the I type just of things. Saw that this morning. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can get arrested for those type of things. You also... Uh, who you group with in your voting. I know that sounds weird, but what that means is what does your congressional district look like? All congressional districts are made up of the same number of people, but they can have real squiggly lines. For instance, Jimmy Thompson has been in Congress for a very long time. He is over the January 6th commission right now, trying to bring justice to those people who broke into the Capitol to cause mayhem, some cause death, and he's trying to bring those things to light. Well, one of the things the majority power can do when they have control is they rewrite um, the congressional district lines. Congressman Thompson's new, new district is uh how do i say it without being ugly <laughs> uh, it's a frankenstein for this reason when is the last time you've heard of a congressional district having 40 counties in it parts of not all not the whole county but parts of <laughs> That's highly unusual considering Mississippi only has 82 counties. <laughs> That's half of the, oh wow. Exactly. And so what they've done is they've tried to dilute him by stretching it from north and south because part of his part of his congressional district is uh, the Delta and part of it is Hines County. And they've been trying to dilute uh, the, the power of the Hines County vote uh, simply because it's black. Yes. And so now they've run him almost from DeSoto County almost all the way to the coast, down the west side of the state. What? Yeah. So that is see, way you wow. see weird, weird creative drawings. It's like they put some 10-year-olds or, or no younger than that, some four-year-olds in a room and said, <laughs> make it pretty. <laughs> but with, with with a very sinister motive. Uh, so that those are the type of things that we're talking about: Medicaid, insurance, taxes. Yes. Uh, you know. COVID nineteen. Yeah. I have a simple question: When are midterm elections? Uh, you have the primaries coming up this summer, and then the. The general election, so everybody understands the difference between the I primary. Was about to say, I was about to slow you down. Now, what's a primary? <laughs> so primary <laughs> is so think. So I've been using basketball analogies all day. So think about think about the primary being the, the early tournament that gets you to the championship. Mm. It's like semifinals, but it's South State North State. So if you have two or more Democrats running. Then they in the primary, they'll figure out which one is going to represent the Democrats. Same thing on the Republican side. And then independents um, will be on the ballot in November. So, um, and then same thing with whoever wins those primaries will get 
on the ballot to contest against each other. Um, so I'll have to get you the congressional district, but one of my chapter brothers is running for uh, Congress in Mississippi mm -hmm. um, out of the Hattiesburg region. Former Mayor Johnny Dupree oh. is putting his name in the hat. He's going to run. Uh, he's qualified and uh, has a tremendous amount of uh, experience and will be a good fit for that area. But I think they did some squiggly lines to his area, too. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how all these new lines uh, operate. Coincidentally, uh, federal voting rights, it looks like it right now is not looking promising uh, because today, uh, Senator cinema from arizona yes. and mansion uh, too don't forget mansion too yeah but i know i didn't see mansion today but i did see mm. cinema, i did see cinema today said no to changing anything related to the filibuster rules which kind of uh you know hurts the democrats case really really bad when it comes to federal voting rights and why that's important is this if you're going to charge somebody a felony for serving water to people in line to vote in lines that you made loan because you monkeyed with the with the voting uh supply of, of voting machines and whatnot um then you really need federal protections we once had federal protections but they've been struck down they've been watered down and in some cases outright obliterated uh so congress needs to act on that right away uh, because, you know, as black people, you really only had what the 15th Amendment to cover you as far as one person, one vote. Yeah. But, but without any legislative uh, might behind it, meaning law, uh, then you end up with these weird state by state uh, issues that look eerily similar to poll taxes and, and uh, Jim Crow in 2021 what in the world happened somebody to roll back the clock it's sad but i definitely did i just like i wanted to tell the audience that's really what i want you guys to understand and like dr Evans said earlier diluting the black vote especially in mississippi that's something that i really learned in one of my classes shout out to dr Oy for teaching me that but this past semester in blacks and american political systems but just please pay attention to that please vote your vote really matters more now than ever. I don't think you guys understand. It's already a law put in place to where we can't sell people water while they're voting. It's already hard to get black people to vote. And then not only that, they're making it hard for voting destinations to be far for certain people. And it's already a lot of struggles put against us. So that's why if you have the opportunity, please go vote. Please, like, it just matters more than now, like more than ever. So thank you, Dr. Irving, for your spill. I do appreciate that. You are that's, a super, that's a super dope producer over there, you know. She, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. you know, I gotta tell you, I appreciate your research, but you know, we got we got another somewhat blow today, depending on how you see it, uh, with what happened with the Supreme Court and their ruling. You want to uh, talk about that? Yes. So, so well, it happened earlier this week. With the Supreme Court denied, uh, well, blocked Joe Biden's um, uh, law to basically mandate like masks and vac vaccines, but they did put it into effect for healthcare workers. Um, and you know what? When I was reading this article and I was looking at it, I can kind of see both sides on why they blocked it, only because if we're being honest, it does infringe on other people's rights because some people really do not have to get the vaccine, which is very true. But I do like how they did put it into effect for healthcare workers because. I apologize, but you really working, you know, in the healthcare industry, you can you can't work on other patients and possibly put them at risk with this virus. But you know what? We'll have to see. That's also one of the things, like I said, it's very important to just pay attention to politics. So right I would there. I would I would say as your professor, go beyond the article and look at uh Justice Sonia Sotomayor's opinion in the dissent. Mm. Uh, because what they are doing is tantamount to changing regulations that have been in place for numerous of years for other issues that were apolitical. 
Um, so it goes counter to the body of law and mm. it's highly politicized in how it's being uh, ruled upon because OSHA is there for workplace safety. Uh, you mean to tell me in the middle of a pandemic, if the science is telling you that a mask is going to make you safe, you, you're going to take that out? That's politics. Right there. And yeah. I think one thing that I noticed that you just said too, Dr. Evan, one thing I noticed throughout this whole, well, not this year, because this is <laughs> being funny, but this year just started. But last year, for sure, um, they are really going back and overthrowing, I don't want to say overthrowing, but testing other cases that's already been put in place, like in within the Supreme Court. I noticed that. A prime example is with that abortion case too, like Roe versus Wade. So it's just, it's, yes, sir. I'm going to remind you of something that, uh, yes, that we, we, we tried to stress to you and we wanted you to communicate out to your colleagues, your peers. That's why I always tell all politics are local because why is the Supreme Court now swayed this way? It's because who appointed the last three Supreme Court justices? Our past um, person in in charge, Trump himself, okay. which also swayed the whole Supreme Court justice to be Republican. And, and so that also, also, wait a minute, and get this, and how many federal judges did he appoint, which I also like to have an appointment. So my point is this, when he say, it's politics, because people will sometimes say, well, politics are not in the justice system. No. You, you want to run that by me again? <laughs> I had to inform my friends on that, too, because they didn't know. I was like, it is important. I said, he just appointed all these, being a Supreme Court justice, because they're not really political science majors like me. I said, that is a lifetime. Like, So that means they can sit on cases like for the rest of their life until they die, and they can sway the vote. So it's that's why I just really wanted to urge, I really wanted to end the show on this, but please, please pay attention to your local, state, and federal politics. Please vote. <laughs> it matters. So, yes. Yeah, and they will tell you what you just said. Well, I can see both sides. That's the conclusion they want you to draw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but when common sense comes in, you know, as Justice Sotomayor said, you mean to tell me that you can protect the human against uh, against a machine, you know, as far as safety? You know, you can have standards for that, but you can't protect the human against another human? Right. Wait a minute, I got one for you. You can protect the animal against a human. Right. But you can't protect the human against a human. Right. I mean, so at a certain point, it's it's uh very very bad because that means all the things that I was saying at the beginning of the show as it relates to variants. It could possibly yeah. You're putting people in danger in in closed environments because those who are asymptomatic or those who just don't give a a hoot and are gonna do what they're gonna do. Now the job doesn't have any way of police in that schools so that, jobs all of that right. so that allows that allows for spread so and there are lines of problem and what you probably have that i know is is a ripple effect of it in the just recently the amount of long-term superintendents that all of a sudden resigned as of this ruling because now I can't, I can't keep nobody safe, right? Because now I can't force anybody to do anything, and so, but yet you force you force us to make sure our kids go to school where they don't even have an option to stay home. You force that, so yeah. we 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 have to we have to be active in the process. We have to make sure we are participating in the process. We educate ourselves, and that we vote. In a calculated manner, we vote with knowledge, and we vote in numbers. Period. Yeah, that's, that's old, young. Yeah, and so, and so I want to I want to address a couple things before we get off. I just saw somebody put up. I wonder if the CDC is making it up as they go. The Center for Disease Control is scientists who have been politicized. Uh, and so they're being pressured by big business. They're being pressured by 
the president. They're being pressured by the party that's not in power, being the Republicans. They're, being, they're getting pressure from all sides to interpret the data in a way that will fit what they need. On one side, President Biden and his team are trying to give people the facts that the scientists are coming up with and realizing that we've never faced anything quite like COVID and that the data, the more data we get in on the, on, you know, from the beginning to now, you're going to change certain standards, but then you have other people who turn right around and politicize it. So it makes their job incredibly hard. And I know we say politics, 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 but some things <laughs> should be common sense at this point in time that <laughs> the virus is not going to go away unless we do our part. Exactly. The other thing I want to point out is this. When we look at the issues of the day, whether that's in the black community and we're looking at policing and we want we want uh, social justice reforms or if it's the Republican side and they want tax reforms for business. All of those things are tied to one person and one vote. If you allow your voice to be drowned out because of all the negative energy that surrounds voting these days, then don't cry about how things are going in society. You know, don't don't do that because you didn't exercise your franchise. And I realize it's getting more and more difficult to do that with these new state laws that are suppressed. You know, they're, they're actively suppressing the vote. Why? Kennedy, I think I told you all this when we were in the run up to the uh, presidential. Because of generational issues in the birth of babies, <laughs> White America is not producing babies at the same rate. Well, if you don't produce babies at the same rate, then that means you don't have voters at the same rate. And eventually the scales are going to tip to where more brown people are going to have the majority, whether that's black people or Latinx uh, or otherwise. Those numbers are just not going to uh, add up over time. And so the way you stay in power is to restrict the vote. People need to understand that. They need to embrace that. Um, and they need to vote like it, like your life depends on it because it does. I mean, who wants to go back to a regime that didn't, that didn't even want to acknowledge that COVID was real? Hello. Yeah. Charles, I sent, sent some over in there. Yeah, I, I saw it. But you're right. I mean, and but... Charles, talk about the last thing I wanted to cover in midterms, and Kennedy and I hit on it in uh, a little bit. But the off cycle. So also in midterms, you have some governor races, like Georgia oh, yeah. races, is on the midterm cycle. Mm -hmm. Some governor races are on the presidential cycle. This midterm is important across, and you got mayor races, some are on the midterm cycle as well as representatives and, and senators. So just talk about the importance of us getting out and how it impacts us locally and nationally. Maybe you can give some examples. I'm really just trying to really employ people to understand the urgency we have to participate in the process. Whatever your views are, I have no respect for them if you don't participate in the process. Right. Participate in the process. So everybody needs to not make excuses and educate themselves on who's running for what in your area, because you're right. You have different cycles for different States. So for one concrete example, Stacey Abrams is running against someone. I'm not going to give that name any airtime, but uh, she's running for governor uh, in Georgia. Now, we'll get this other one airtime because I know my people and I know how we feel about football in the South. And I'm going to tell you before I say the name, stop it. <laughs> just, just stop it. Because Reverend Raphael Warnock was elected in, in to the Senate in Georgia on a special election to, feel, to, to end out the term of the person who preceded him. 
now he has to uh in this particular election that's getting ready to come up he's going to be running against herschel walker uh more than likely who's a famous running back um who happens to be black um qualification wise the qualifications are vague when when applying to run for office you don't have to meet much <laughs> which is why you end up with some of the people you end up with but i would say don't just let football be the decider in that vote because his views although he looks like you his views are not yours <laughs> He is running to promote the agenda of our former president, uh, Donald Trump. All kinfolk ain't, uh, all skinfolk ain't kinfolk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. Just want to put that out there one last time. Yeah, I knew what you were saying. I just, I'm just, I'm just shaking my head. Yeah, I mean, I want to make that clear because it's evident that that's the ploy that we will be silly enough to vote for him because he was a great football player. Well, we've okay. already seen it play out in Alabama in the last election, in the presidential election with the uh, Senate race. Yeah, that's a little bit different, though. That's Alabama. That's a that's a white head coach. But what they're doing here is they're trying to put us against each other. Right. And I'm saying stop it because either y'all think we blind or we or we're deaf or we, we just don't really care. And these issues are too important for us to play those type of silly skin games. We got to educate okay. ourselves on the issues and who's going to be uh, a better representative of all the people. I'm not talking about just black people, all the people, because some of these people who are going up there to represent us in Congress to make a collective body in the House of Representatives and the United States Senate are not living up to their oaths and they're not taking care of the small people. And, and who makes up the majority of communities in America are small people with mom and pop businesses that may have one to 10 employees and they all need assistance right now. And they're not getting that from the people that are there. It's supposed to be a representative democracy, meaning the person that's speaking at the mic up there is supposed to have a shared value with you. We've, we've gotten away from voting in midterms. We like to vote in the presidential. And what's happened is they figured that out. They created an algorithm, as Leslie would say, and uh, they slanted their vote toward the offseason, uh, away from the presidential, to take control of these state houses, these city governments, so that they can come up with these erratic proposals that hurt people. And I'm saying, stop it. We got to get... We got to get our boots on the ground. We got to do what we got to do to get these votes in. And that's, Very well said. that's in every community. That's not just a Mississippi thing. If you think Atlanta is Wakanda, then people over there got to vote. <laughs> <laughs> this man. <laughs> yeah, the way with analogies, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, way with words. Get it and get us out of here. Get us out of here. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have a great weekend. Bye. <laughs>